Hello, 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 everybody. Um, you know, I used to do these. I used to do these uh, all the time for myself, and they're all sitting in files on my computer. And then Substack said, "Hey, man, do you want to release some like audio recordings as a, a you know part of your little Substack brand?" And I thought, well, shit. Sure. So I'm going to do what I used to do as a practice, which is to practice reading some of my work out loud. Um, and that's wildly informed uh, by... I'm wildly informed. That's such a cliche. Anyway, it's, formed, it's informed pretty heavily by the knowledge that somebody might be listening to it, right? So I am performing in a way, the same way you always are when you're on camera in a microphone, unless you get real good. Uh, but I've never read any of these pieces out loud and I haven't been writing out loud lately. So who knows how they're going to be? I don't think they'll translate. But, uh, you know, reading them is always informative. As a practice, you learn what wor what works and what doesn't work. And if I decide to release this, and I very well may not, but if I do, um, the relevant information is that I will be reading the pieces from the last four. <laughs> no, sorry, the last four pieces from the last two things I sent out. Um, I would maybe also put the poems, and I think I've done this before, put the poems in text version in the post so that you could read along and or read separately and compare and contrast. This is really like, it's such bonus material, man. It, I would not expect anybody to listen to it. And if they did, uh, I would expect that they might clock out pretty early. And if they didn't, um, I hope you get something out of it because I don't, I don't know that there's going to be that much going on. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. Johnny Raw always told me that I should be more cognizant of my mouth noises. And he's probably right, but what a hassle. Okay, this is the one from the solstice. It goes like this. Not much, man. Just what little daylight, today being what it is. Naturally, sun sits low. I know all about it, low. Sometimes myself. Anyhow, healthier I might involve myself in the night, being what it is. But look here, little Oliver, not so. The thing just right is a variation of Rob Roy, named after Rob Roy, named after a variation of Rob Roy. Someone. And all of that is true, too. The right thing writes me as it does. I could be healthier, I know. Bar interior, daytime. A man who is meant to be me, I say, but it's really a matter of perspective. A man masticating the figurative now. And how does he look to you? Blue striped jacket over cream ex-girlfriend blouse. You might imagine a handsomer man hearing it, but he's okay. Looks like he's been working out since the breakup, drinking and writing now, which is too much. 
mercifully, it's early, and no one is bothering him, or even looking, that's merciful, I say, but it's really a matter of perspective. I'm learning once now that all things their virtue, a child furry howls and is humped, and a fat drunk fifty-some-odd who yell talks is still night-comforted, I couldn't imagine, yet, it's so, yet, I am so different, yet, there's one for all, the great match, great metric tossed aside in perspective of all things, I am not so different than him, this character, I mean, writing at a bar, modest, tall, and I heard he's been working out, don't make a thing about it, though, insufferable enough as he is, no, and anyway, he sits at the bar with a Rob Roy ripot, a Rob Roy proper Sands McGregor, and this is true, clever, you can Google it. He does something, what little daylight, he'd better, I mean, today being. Scott has a play out, meant to be good, seems bigger than me. He cannot do that, seaboard bound, the time zones and all. Would that he could, what a way to spend the evening, after all, there is a long one ahead of us today. One must suppose it's a good time for reflection. Terrible turn inward. Life grows here on, I promise, though it won't feel like it. I promise that, too, when you look back. None of us will be here, captive as we are to time's merciful progression. My friend needs to hear that more than anyone right now. And did indeed just this morning, which feels like something, today being what it is and all. It's so easy for us to forget about the small moments like time's progression and serendipity, so easy, and of course, when we look back, they're never there, so doubly so. Cafe, interior, morning. Two friends accident into each other and sit down for coffee. The bigger one, who is also younger, says, not looking forward to Christmas, man. My parents' house, and she is already there. Well, New York, not there, but still she's there. What is? It's going to end. What? She and I, it's going to end. Well, she's already at my parents' house. Sorry. Well, she's already at my house. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she and I, it's going to end. Well, but she's already at my parents' house. God damn it. <laughs> Holy hell. Okay, see, this is why we do these readings. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is meant to be a, a stagnated conversation piece where both people are interchanging uh, phrases, building larger sentences, and just barely, but it's still, my God. Okay, I'm going to restart that whole segment and try not to say parents house uh, the second time cafe interior morning two friends accident into each other and sit down for coffee the bigger one who is also younger says not looking forward to christmas man my parents house and she is already there well, New York, not there, but still, she's there. What is? It's going to end. What? She and I, it's going to end. Well, 
but she's already at my house with my parents. I can't do it for Christmas. Still, I know now it's eating me up out loud. That's the tough part. Once you out loud the thought, you're accountable. You won't break up for years. Once you say it, then it's inevitable. Funny how things change. It's eating me up, man. How can I... She's already there. Go through Christmas. I think it's going to be tough, and so it is. God, none of this is important. We are young. We must break up. There is so much life left. What is important is nothing, kindness, maybe not much else. I'm upset to be alive, upset that ex-girlfriend, upset that house, upset even that family. I have nothing but this, you see. I could watch it come and go and feel nothing, everything else. I mean, there's just this, and still, I work for money, and still, beyond that, I stress and need, and all that shit kills me. There's nothing but this in my head, and and all it gives, I cannot be peaceful, making money, changing a bathroom. People are dying of overdose. I cannot sit in an office. I will die myself eventually, and all that I'd like to do in my time is this. Do you follow me? Is it simple? It feels impossible. Life. Interior. Without distinction. I am either having a breakthrough or drank too much Robert Roy Jr. at the bar. I feel strongly there is something to this, to any insight, which is more or less the point. I am so tired of the dates. I am exhausted by the house, by the car, by especially the children. I want only to hot bath think myself beyond these parameters. I want to exceed life, life as. I'm saying what I've deigned as life. I know it's all confusion and we're all reflective. After all, it's only appropriate today being what it is. But what is that larger point of all that besides that I cannot get happy in my little world? I must, simply must expand. I could horseback English countryside. I could drink gallons in neighborhood bad bar, could fold laundry Stockholm. None of it has any bearing just to do this horrible Unnamed thing is all. Bar. Interior. Man. Alone. So all that, but obviously... <laughs> Sorry. So all that, but he still has to do it. Break up. And there's obviously merciful time to worry about. The earlier part of it. The wrinkling that precedes its smooth, very smooth nature. What a trip. I'm not cold, I'm sympathetic, obviously. What with a breakup enduring, what with a move, and the nothing life, nothing for either that follows, or that comparative thinking, who has more nothing, things like that, I do, of course, empathize. Poor guy, I do. And Amentus into book, one that I needed. Emma, too. Remember Emma, she's your ex after all. And she needed it as much as me, something universal in writing, not that I would know, not directly anyhow, although. Now, 
I wonder how much I should say about that. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, internal monologue uh, surrounding very small moments of dialogue. I don't know. I talked to, I had lunch with Johnny Raw yesterday and I was talking about my difficulty working in a linear fashion. What I really mean by that, because um, time exists and everything is eventually linear, is that if you, if you look outside of that experience, if you don't try and place things in time, but rather if you start with a, an emotional experience and then build out all of the circumstances and the worlds around that. For instance, a meeting that you had with a friend that morning and how it informs your resting state uh, in that moment. For instance, the way in which it'll make you act later. For instance, things in your childhood which inform that. Um, I find that, that that approach makes a lot more sense to me, weirdly. You know, you just start with a with a point on paper and you do everything around that point. But there's so much chaos in the, the ordering of time. Which sounds like word salad. There is so much implied there are so many factors informing each other that are designed when you apply something on a linear timeline like movies that that play with time in that way are very psychedelic and trippy uh, for the reason that they they bend those very rules. But if you don't engage with the rules at all, or if you can dance around having to even talk about those rules or address those rules, then you don't have to deal with the chaos that the, ro- the rules, um, that's a product of the rules in position. I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if I'm being, it does make sense to me at least, so I'm not too far off the point, but I don't know if it makes sense to um, the the chaos of order thing is it just it feels too much like something somebody would say to sound cool that I worry the actual point of it is getting lost. The thing is that I struggle working in time because um, I don't think life necessarily unfolds as cleanly as a linear story would have us understand it. The way that you react to somebody in a moment is not necessarily a product of what you did before that. It's a product of all of these emotional, deep, complex things. And like, yes, they do inform one another, but they don't inform one another in a way that is trackable. Otherwise we could predict the future and we can't, you know? They inform one another in a way that is rich. Um, 
but I don't know. I find it to be, I find the constraints, like a man finds a, 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 um, you know, a, a treasure and then goes on this adventure and eventually dies or something. I guess that that's kind of the plot of no country for old men. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler, but the, the, this, to this, to this, to this thing, like that movie is, is fantasy. That movie is more of a fantasy than any movie I've ever seen. But I think part of the reason that I love Romare, even Tarkovsky, man, even fucking, trippy weird nothing happens tarkovsky is so much more real to the human experience than any story narratives lose me there it's i just the unfolding of events is it's meant to be all of fiction and it's boring um, that's a huge aside the point uh that I was wondering if I should talk about, which now I've talked around a thousand times, is, is whether or not I should tell you about this poem. And there are a couple things. I'd like for you to Google the Rob Roy drink um, rather than tell you because, I don't know, just I had to Google it. You should Google it. No, fuck, I'll tell you, it's named after a play or an opera. And that opera is based around this other guy, Rob Roy McGregor. But the person who made the drink named it after the popular opera at the time. Or maybe it's a play, I forget. So the drink is named after a play, which is named after a man. Rob Roy McGregor. And I don't know what he did. I, don't, I didn't read too much into it. The whole point about this thing that makes me like it, which of course it's only been about five days, so now I wrote it on this. <laughs> it's been seven days. Um, the thing I like about this is that I, I feel like it's a pretty accurate, direct translation of what it's like inside my head to paper, which is a, sort of an ego thing. Um, and maybe selfish. It's also loose in the ways that I don't understand things, and it's um, optimistic, I guess, by the end in a way that I don't um, credit. You know what? It's honest. That's all. It's just honest. For being uh, written this way, which is more or less the way that I'm writing nowadays and the thing that I'm doing, and maybe people who read it could have a better way of framing that than I do. I think it's very honest and successful. This other one, which I'm about to read, is um, much more chaotic and plays with meaning a little bit more. And I guess it's about a breakup, and it resolves itself, which I fucking hate. But I did do it this time. It feels like Billy Collins, like formulaic poetry that is meant to have this emotional arc. And you can always tell when the end is coming by the lilt of his voice. And yes, he has some nice lines. And yes, some of his poems are very fun. And he's very digestible. But I don't want to be Billy Collins because I uh, don't like formulaic things. I find them to be boring. 
is about Cordova and his breakup. And actually, the original version says, she said, lost something. Instead of he said, he said, implying Cordova. She said, implying um, someone else I was thinking about. Maybe Emma. I think what happened is that it was just like kind of a loose phrase, but then once I wrote it down, I realized I was thinking about a few different things at once and it all made a lot more sense. I had to go back and change it. So I'm going to read the he said version because that's the real one, I guess, actually. He said, lost something and Cordova also, nothing that couldn't be found. He says things like that a lot though, adages, not quite actually, something big and abstract. I never have the energy to find out how he means it so much when he gets like that. Nothing in everything. The man loves his little boxes. That's something in his nature that works out. What with, with writing in the self-growth philosophical state? What with a formulaic need? None of this indictment either. He is beautiful, stronger than me, probably 15 pounds. New Theo back when. This is Nashville. I'm talking more black people, more white people too, though Theo wouldn't get that, but Cordova would. Just different people and some compulsion to document. Quote, lost something in the relationship. Quote, lost especially my sense of self. What do you do with that? Self and other. I think Cordova will get there too. Just wait. Theo, probably not. He never goes too far away. It's a virtue, I promise. I always said that only one thing mattered. That is seeing yourself through. Never said it that way, though. Still, it's what I meant any time I said anything else. I'm over-explaining. It's meant to be art. But again, not at the moment. At the moment, finding what was lost with me, myself. I reckon it's something like it anyway. Reckoning, too, with the things I don't want. Things to stay lost. That is things about growth or regression. So Cordova has a point. I hope so. It better be true. Otherwise, we're fucked. He and I and his ex and my ex and some large number of other people who all seem to be losing lately. Lost things interspersed with finding them. Not as much as you'd like, though. Not evidence enough. But someone has to believe in something at some point anyway. My mom and human decency and my brother, too. Libertarian. I wouldn't recommend that sort of delusion. Humans did all that evil. All the evil ever done, we did. And that's a lot. There was mustard gas, slave markets, rape, rape eternally. And I meant to believe in a self-managing market. Remember torture? It's still going on, man. So fuck. We gotta try a different kind of belief. One without so much antithetical evidence. Like how, if you work hard, maybe you can find inner peace. And not work hard brother libertarian way, which is default suffering into moral failure. How heartless. But work like keep at it. Look around as often as you get a chance. Try and see the gray skies you used to. All magical. A moody bit of romance. Try to tell someone you love them at least once a day and always mean it. Things like that. A belief in labor and correction. The only labor that matters. Another belief. My friend Cordova got deep in it. We used to talk all the time, and now somehow we lost it. I'm sure he's optimistic. Nothing anyway that can't be found. 
Should have said I love you. Maybe I will today. I don't have much to say about that. I don't think it's amazing. I think if it was the first one I wrote in the style, I would be really stoked about it. But now I'm looking more to content. There are some little cute things that I did, though, that I really like. Um, namely this, what What do you do with that? Is a phrase that I've used in several poems, with the break being after the what, because I think it functions as like this exclamation of like, what the fuck are you talking about? It, 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 it reads almost like a dialogue to me. What? And I read it as, what? <laughs> and I find that funny. What? I find that funny. I'll read two more. I started with the best one, and I'm working to the, I'm working towards the worst ones. This is one that I started and didn't finish, obviously. Um, and there's this whole other section that I cut out of it because it, I just I went down the wrong fork in the road, more or less, and started talking at length about the, the, my experience growing up on the lake, which I can never really put down quite right. It always sounds like I'm kind of hokey. And so it is, maybe. It's about Tyler's wedding, um, or... No, it's not, but it's called Tyler's Wedding. We rode a line due east from that horrible city to a dirt road <laughs> to a dirt road valley five or so hours. I dream a highway back to you. In my periphery, a long roadside blur, a crystal clear moment. Polished glass, water top, perfectly mirroring rock outcrop. Some creek with a sign and a name, unnoticed, but its distillation searing straight through the walls of the maze, arriving and departing, unconnected rooms of my memory, and arriving in slow childhood, Lake Martin, Alabama, which is the same in some ways as the Chattooga, and Gunflint Lake on the border some ways away, from sweltering Tennessee, now driving the car, so unlike my stepdad's Tahoe, which we used to take, smoke streaming out of the window crack, back before he quit for good, to the cabin. Now, driving a rental straight eventually back to the northwest urban nothing. No, room to work on the car and stillness, like Disney World. I dream, uh... I don't know, it wasn't even worth reading, to be honest. It was meant to be a big poem. And it turns out um, that the song, A Dream of Highway, is much better than, um, probably should have waited until after I finished recording to clean up this rice, which I've spilled, but it was bothering me. Um, <sighs> A Dream a Highway by... Gillian Welch, fucking gorgeous song, and we'll just wreck you. And, you know, I'm trying to write a poem, which 
is to explain the feeling that that song gave me when I was looking at something in the South and dreaming my own highway back to those things of the youth of my life, which I'll never experience again. And um, yeah, it turns out you could just listen to the song. So I don't know why I tried to write a poem about it. The song is much better, more fun to listen to, more impactful, clearer. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking piece of art. I'm not even going to read the last one either. I don't give a shit about any of this. Um, yeah. I feel like for me, it was it was really just about the solstice poem. And I don't really even know why. It just has something to it. Reading it out loud, I feel like I, it works. I like it. I would read it. I would read it at a poetry reading, um, if such things existed, if that were not some rumor made up in the 50s to make people feel ostracized. You know what? On the off chance that somebody doesn't understand and tries to like send me links to poetry readings, I, I do readings and I know about them and I don't give a shit about them. Um, so... It was a joke. It was a little funny joke. It was a fucking hilarious little joke. Ha ha ha. Sorry, okay. Uh, oh god. Oh no. Well, anyway, that's 30 minutes on the dot. I should have not fucking rattled. I should have checked the time. Damn, 30 minutes on the dot. I'm going to stop it at 30:30, so uh, thanks for listening, as always, um, if you did. And sorry for wasting your time if you felt like it was a waste of time. Uh, I hope you have the best week and the best life. And feel free to leave a comment or, I don't know, call me. Bye-bye.